0: We naturally look, look for a reason, don't we? By nature, we look for an explanation, an answer to why. Why things are the way they are, especially if we you know, believe that they're not as they should be. Who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Who caused it? He should be able to see. That's not all that different than wondering why God hasn't answered our prayers and removed a burden or a trial from our life. Am I not asking correctly? Am I doing something wrong? Those are the options, which one is it? Reason is a constitutive, and essential element of the human person. It's part of what we are. It allows us to transcend, to go beyond mere biological instincts for comprehending what's happening is something beyond the instincts themselves. You know, it's a little bit like, I don't know, when two people get angry with one another, but one says, whoa, why am I, why are we getting angry? Asking that is not the same thing as the anger. It transcends the angry instinct. But our reason can become closed in on itself as though it has all the answers, like with the disciples and the Pharisees. We know this man is a sinner, he couldn't have healed. We're not blind, you're blind. There's an answer and we have it. End of story. It's kind of like the echo chambers that exist in social media, you know, news outlets, and even schools that amplify what we already believe about elections, about COVID, about the economy, about gender, Theories. I just read an article about a judge who was invited to Stanford's Law School, a very prestigious place, to discuss the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit on which he serves. But he was insulted, berated, and threatened by students and administrators for positions he took as an attorney and a judge and couldn't present his talk. when our reason is given no other foundation than itself, what results is not development and progress of understanding, but rather resorting to power and ultimately the dismissal of any other value than that. You know, which is partly or largely why politicians, interest groups, and ordinary citizens like us find it nearly impossible to talk with people outside of our own echo group. Our world becomes small. And apparently secure by being self-referential, our self and its ideas always at the center. Now, the Sabbath counters this tendency of fallen men and women. It was and is a constitutive element of Judaism. It's essential to their identity. The whole account of creation reached its pinnacle, its goal with the seventh day, the Sabbath. When God metaphorically rested from his work and human beings pause their making and doing and activity to rest in their relationship with God, taking their bearing in this life from the reason which stands behind all things and is the source of ours. Now, it's no wonder the Jews were concerned about Jesus if they thought he was compromising the integrity of the Sabbath and therefore the identity of the Jewish people. God defined what proper conduct is for the Sabbath, which is precisely the prerogative that Jesus assumes. The critiques about Jesus regarding the Sabbath are ultimately not about what is or is not permissible to do. They're about Jesus acting as though he is the Lord of the Sabbath, that he is God, and therefore can give a definitive ruling on Sabbath conduct and judge what is right and wrong. If you were blind, you would have no sin, but now you are saying we see, so your sin remains. There is right and wrong, and I'm just telling you, you're in the wrong. I came into this world for judgment, he said and his miracles, and especially the resurrection, say that his judgments are verified as true. Following Jesus is how to live well. It's how to fulfill the purpose of the Sabbath. Referencing him is how to reason rightly, and allowing him to break open that egocentric box in which we live Well, that lets in the light that expands the horizons of our understanding. You and I, you know, we are part of a larger story which gives meaning to our burdens and trials. It is so that the works of God might be made visible through you. You are part of God's recreative act of making all things new. You were made from clay, blinded by sin, washed in the baptismal pool of Christ's love and life and light, anointed, made to see, and sent into a world that may accept or reject you, but is deeply in need of what God has given to you. Take courage from Christ's guidance, from what's right and wrong, from his love and mercy, from your relationship with him. You are the only one will ever be in the dark places in your life that need redemptive light. No one else will ever inhabit the same space and time as you do. You were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Awake, O sleeper, you're saying to a dark world, and arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. If you're looking for the reason you're alive and given the challenges and mission you are, you know, look no further than what St. Justin Martyr said. Reason became a man and was called Jesus Christ.